Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, we have a wonderful episode with actress Katya Martin. She's incredible. She's got the new show, Promised Land, that was on ABC and now it's transferred to Hulu. And I think it's really important that we support this show. It's about immigration from Mexico, and I am Mexican. My grandfather ran across the border. And right now with the situation in Ukraine, I think it's really important that we support people that need to flee crises in their respective country. And I love Katya, and she's so good in the show. She made me cry, and she's got an incredible career. I'm so excited, guys. Promised Land on Hulu. Check it out. Here it is. Katya Martin, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing? Hi, I'm, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm really excited to have you on today. And you're so outstanding in Promised Land. And, uh, you know, it's a story that's close to my heart. You and I spoke why. And, and uh, you're, you're so amazing in that show. And I'm really excited to have you. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's it's uh, it's really been been cool seeing everyone's responses now that the show is has come out and and getting to talk about it is um is really great so thank you that's amazing and so word on the street is you grew up in spain valencia right yeah yep that is, that is great. Uh, valencia spain not valencia california um i wonder but, if people uh, ever mistake that does that ever happen <laughs> yeah it does actually sometimes um when, so my well, my my dad is from Madrid. I have family mostly in Madrid and, and down in the south, um, south of Spain. And I, but, but because of my dad's job, we we lived in Valencia, which is right on the east coast. And I would I would come to the U.S. in the in the summers to see my mom's family. And when I when we moved out here, when I was a teenager, I would I would tell people that I just moved from Valencia, and they would be like, "Oh, not far, just from from L.A., right?" And I, I would be so confused until I, I recently actually went there for the first time because we were filming pretty close to Valencia. Oh, no way. That would be so funny yeah. if you took the welcome here sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So then, I mean, talk to me about growing up in Valencia. That's That must be, I mean, just what an incredible experience. Yeah, no, I I loved it. I, I was, I, I think it was one of the, coolest things that my my parents did like my my parents we moved around a lot when I was little and we kind of settled in Valencia when I was six and we we just lived in in kind of a community of 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 Spaniards but also a lot of people who were very international and and I think Europe in general has a very like community everything is very community based. And, and so from like an early age, I was always just like surrounded by people and, and both adults and kids, you're all kind of mixed and blended together. Um, there's not really that separation of like, you know, the kids go over there and the adults go over here. Yeah. Like everyone's down in La Plaza and the parents are having a beer and the kids are running around and like, you feel like you're independent, even though everyone's watching you. Uh, yeah. so it, yeah, it it's, cool. it's not a clean, it's not a stereotype. It like, European culture does feel so much more respective of, of children and, and young adults in a way mm-hmm. that here in America just doesn't exist. And, you know, I, I'm really curious, you know, and, and this seems like an obvious question, but was Spanish your first language? It was, 
kind of both. So my, my mom would speak to me in English and my dad would speak to me in Spanish. And, um, and I would kind of blend the two together for a while, um, until I figured out which one was, which, uh, my, say, my parents, how, yeah. how is that operating on that binary? Did you know when to, you know, mom, all right, I got English here, dad, I got Spanish here. Or were you just literally saying words and phrases in both? Um, I, I think, I, I think it was probably the, the later, the it's just kind of mixing it together. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't remember so much from like my own experience. Cause I was so little, obviously when I was learning both languages, but I remember my brother, he's four years younger than me. And his first sentence that he ever said was two huevos cook, where he was trying to say that he wanted two boiled eggs, but it was, wow. it turned into two huevos cook. So that was like the, the kind of joke in my family for a while that we just kind of what this, you know, the Spanglish that eventually you, you get to figure out which one's which. That's amazing. And you, did you go to a, a, a Spanish school or English or? Yeah, I, um, I did. I went to a, a British school for, for a minute for like, I think it was oh, two wow. years. Um, like but, an international but, school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did some schooling in English, but then after, I think it was after two years, um, I switched to an all Spanish school. Wow. Okay. And then talk to me about, you know, growing up with your parents were either of them artists. No, uh, no, they, so my, my dad was a journalist. He worked in, in like news, um, news station. Yeah. So he, and kind of always did a bit of everything. Like he was a, a master control. He was like camera operator, uh, writer, reporter, depending on kind of the job. And, and when we lived in Valencia, he was more on the producing side of, um, for a television station called Canal No, kind of like a local television yeah. station. Um, and my, my mom was, she was a stay at home mom. The first, pretty much the first, uh, like 10, 12 years of my life. She worked part-time as, as a, a tutor and um, she taught English at, at schools, but she was very much at home and, and working um, kind of like while we were in school, she would work. She started her own, um, her own business, uh, which is th- these like music classes for kids in English to teach Spanish kids um, English through music. Um, and then when we moved to, when we moved to the States, um, that's when she, she became a teacher full-time. Um, she wow. got her, um, her teaching credentials and, and now she's both my parents actually in the last, uh, the last four years have made a career change where they both went and got their master's in educational psychology and they're now, um, school psychologists. So, in, in, in the <laughs> so there you they go. went to school or, or are they still back <laughs> yeah. over there? Wow. No, no, they, they both, they both live in California now. Um, That's so yeah, amazing. this is just literally in the, in the last year or two, they, they were cohorts. <laughs> so, so obviously with your mother, you were exposed to music, but uh, where did the arts, you know, like movies, theater, you know, like, I mean, I, Spanish is such a rich culture, you know, in, in Spain there is. And uh, I'm just, you know, like I, I imagine you experienced it everywhere you went. It's like some of the best artists are from there, you know, like talk to me about. Yeah. I, well, so even though my parents weren't artists, I think they, they definitely were lovers of, of the arts. And then I grew up with them. Like we, we would watch a lot of movies at home and, and whenever we could, we'd go to the theater, we'd go to, um, you know, see, see dance. Um, my brother and I both grew up dancing and taking dance classes. And, um, like so it was very much style like, or 
No, well, I actually, I, I did used to dance flamenco. Um, I, I haven't in like, oh, it's been like 10 years <laughs> since I, since I've danced flamenco, but we, uh, I mostly did ballroom dancing. Oh, um, my brother's actually, my brother's a professional dancer. Now he's a, a professional ballet dancer. Um, but so, so yeah, <laughs> but, but so like art and like theater film, they were always very much kind of present in our family, even though my parents yeah. didn't do that professionally. Um, and I just, I just gravitated towards it. I, I always loved putting on little plays with my, with my cousins and with my friends. And, um, I was a really avid reader. I just, I like, I loved stories. I, yeah. I really loved like playing pretend and imagining that, okay, now, now we're like going into this forest, even though we're just in a park and like yeah. wrangling everyone into like my little make-believe world. <laughs> it's, it's amazing as kids, you know, we, you don't realize it at the time, but how like just powerful your imagination is, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like yeah. now as, as adults and actors, we just try to get like one tenth of that back, you know? And uh, yeah. that's such a beautiful thing. So you know, I, I, Spanish is such rich cinema in Spain and, and in Europe. You know, there's so many amazing, you know, what kind of content were you consuming? Oh, everything. My my dad really w- would just put on movies from all, all sorts of walks of life. Also, some that like at the time when I was watching them at like six years old, I like didn't really understand what the French film Delicatessen was about until I realized yeah. later that. It's like very much like a Sweeney Todd situation. Um, but yeah, kind of everything. I just, I, if there was something on a screen and I was watching it, like I, I was just like, I, I loved watching things. Um, I grew up with like a lot of old, like everywhere from like old black and white movies. Like I loved Billy Wilder, even though I didn't understand most of the jokes and like yeah. um, all the way up until like, Master and Commander was a staple in our house because my brother and I loved boats and like nautical things and like I loved your dad's any a great curator. What a badass! <laughs> yeah, my, well, he's a very random curator. I'll give him that. But he's <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was really like kind of everything there. Um, and American and, content as well. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! No, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, it was. Um, a lot, a lot of international films, but also a ton of American films, for sure. That's amazing. And at what point did the activation happen of like, hey, I, I would love to like give this acting thing a try. Was it in Valencia or not till later? Yeah. No, it was. It was. It was pretty early on. I always wanted to, like I said, like I, I loved playing pretend, and I, and I, <laughs> there's so. There's actually like one moment that I just distinctly remember this and it's like, I find it a little embarrassing, but the first DVD that we ever got that had like a behind the scenes part to it was um, when Lord of the Rings came out and I was obsessed with those books and obsessed with those movies. And when I watched the behind the scenes, that was the first time I was maybe like, I think I was about seven or eight. And that was the first time that I saw like people behind the camera, you know, and, yeah. and like the makeup artists going in and touching up the actors and the director and like, you know, the camera operators and everyone there. And that was the first, like it clicked for me where I was like, Oh, Oh, those are real people who are actually doing this. And they, I'm, Oh, now I could do that. I, I could definitely do that. And that was, that was where the real, like, Oh, I can do this really clicked. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really start acting until we moved to to California, um, just in terms of 
I think it was it was a sev- kind of several things. There really isn't much in Spain for kids in terms of yeah. theater workshops or or things like that. Um, and I think once we got to California and I was a teenager and I was very adamant about what I wanted to do. And I was the one that was, would kind of tell my parents, like, I found this workshop. I've saved up this money from babysitting. I'm taking it. I need you to drive me on Saturdays to this place. Like it was very much me pushing for it. Um, so that's so, um, and they were supportive of it. Like they, they didn't really know how to help me cause it wasn't their, their world. But you know, if, if I had to be at an audition at 3 PM, they would, they would take me and they would kind of just be like, oh, okay, you need to get headshots printed. Okay, what does that mean? And I would be like, this is what that means. And they'd be like, yeah. okay, like, well, all right, you're, you're paying for it with the money you've saved up from Christmas. All right. <laughs> like, sure. Uh, so, you know, talk to me because I can imagine, you know, anytime you move in your life, especially while you're still in school, it's difficult. You know, when you got the announcement that you guys were going to be moving to the States, were you excited? Were you nervous? Like, you know, was it, were you sad? Um, I was, so I found out while eavesdropping on my mom, who was on the phone with us, with her sister. Um, and that's how I found out. And I, and I, I remember I was excited at first and I think I was excited because moving to California equaled in my mind, Los Angeles getting, and Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, and getting to do that. And then, so I was, I was definitely excited at first. I was, I was definitely sad, but very excited. But then I think once we got there, kind of reality hit and I realized like, oh, wait, my friends aren't here. I can't walk anywhere. It's like everything that I can do is like 20 minutes away by car and I'm 14 and don't have a car. And L.A. is close, but it's not San Diego. So it's it's still two hours away. Um, And so it was it was a culture shock. I'll put it that way. And and I am, you know, I'm curious, did did art comfort you during that adjustment phase? It was, um, yeah, I, it took, it took some time for me to really find how to channel that want. I think it, it, um, I think it was my, my junior year. I, I met and found a, an acting coach who I really clicked with and the community in the classes that he had created where I was like the youngest, but everyone was like very in like, supportive. Or in LA. No, in, in LA or in San Diego. So I was in San Diego for okay, high school. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, so it, it took me, but like up until then it, it took me a while to like find, find classes that I really liked and kind of figure out how to, how to maneuver this. And it was also, you know, my, my mom was now working full time and my dad and I was kind of, left at home alone a lot. And, um, I was a really good student. Like I, that's kind of what I ended up pouring a lot of my time into the first few years that we were there. Just, okay. I know that I want to get into like these particular schools to get out of San Diego. So I'm just going to like study as much as I can to make sure I get into the schools that I want to get into so that I can leave pretty much. I had an exit plan very quickly. So what, you know, was it the classic like USC, UCLA, NYU, Juilliard or? Um, it was, so at, at first I was dead set on going to LA. I was, yeah, USC, UCLA. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of my junior year, I actually went to New York for the first time. Um, oh, you had never been before. I'd never been to New York. I didn't no, I didn't think about that. What was that? Yeah. Like? Wow. Oh, 
It was, well, and I ended up going completely on a whim because my brother, um, who again, like he, he was a dancer and he really continued, he was dancing a lot at the time and he had to fly out there, um, for this uh, like audition thing. So they were flying him and my mom out and my mom was like, well, why don't you come with us? You know, you've never been to New York. And I was, I was like, sure, fine, I'll go. But I'm, I'm definitely not looking at colleges or anything there. And the second we landed, I, I was, I was bitten by the bug. I, I was just completely like, oh, scratch LA. This is, this is where I have to be. And, and was NYU even on your mind at this point or no? Uh, a little bit. My mom and I did end up touring NYU while we were there and I loved it. Um, I, I really, I loved how, you know, there's no campus. It's really yeah. just being part the of city. the city. Yeah. It felt very familiar to me in the sense of how it, the city's so walkable. It's so urban. Like that just, it felt like home. Um, wow. And I, I pretty much came back from that trip and was like, I'm going to NYU. I don't, I don't So you were laser focused. You knew LA was off the yep. radar. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, yeah. you know, would it just go to LA because they think that's how you do it. I, I respect you so much, you yeah. know, cause that's, you know, not to be cliche, but you know, theater actors are, you know, that's where you, you really learn to, to do it. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it, it was, um, to, I, I remember when I got the acceptance letter, I, I got it through email, which I wasn't expecting. Oh, like, I, yeah. And I, I was at Usually my grandpa's it's the big house. envelope, you know, that's what I, that's what I was expecting. And I, and I just like, I remember I looked through my emails at my grandpa's house and I saw I had an email from NYU and I was like, Oh, it must be a reminder or something. And I About clicked on it. Or, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it was just congratulations. And I, I fell on the floor and just like melted oh. into the ground. <laughs> yeah. That that's amazing. And, and talk to me about, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move forward shortly, but I'm just curious having this acting teacher and then having a school that mandates like a classical piece and a contemporary piece, I'm sure you were fine with the contemporary, but was that something, you know, when you were so determined you really worked on? Um, well, so actually taking a step back, I didn't apply to Tish. Oh um, wow! Yeah, okay. yeah, no, I, and I, I didn't, I didn't study acting at university. I, I studied uh, media communications and film producing. So I was at Steinart for communications and Tisch for producing. Um, yeah, but I, and that, that was another thing. I, I knew that I wanted to be acting while I was in college, and the people that I knew who were in conservatories and and um, acting programs, I think I got a little turned off by the idea that like you can't really audition or that they discourage auditioning while you're in school. And, um, and I'd been, I'd been acting in high school, like while I was in high school in San Diego, I I did end up getting an agent and I was already kind of doing that. And I was just very, some credits. Sorry to interrupt. Did, but did you have credits? A cup, like not a yeah. lot by any means, yeah. but I, had, but I had some and, and I had, and there was an agent in, in New York that, um, basically told me that if I ended up moving there, that she would represent me. So I, I was very, and, and at the same time, I really loved the idea of production. Like I, I loved the idea of, of everything that happens behind the camera from like the writing, producing, directing. So I wanted to learn that too. Um, so, so critical, you know, yeah. so I, I ended up doing both in, in a way. So that's amazing. So you get to NYU and you're doing 
that program or programs mm-hmm. and do you sign with that agent? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was with, um, I was with that agency for the first three years I was there. And then, um, when I, I did the showcase, the ABC showcase, and from there I ended up, um, changing agencies and signing with the agent who I'm with now. Oh, that's amazing. And so talk to me, you know, when you, when you signed with the agent, I imagine they had, you know, tons of suggestions for coaches or classes. Did you, where did you mm-hmm. land on your feet? Cause you said you wanted to study while at NYU, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I hopped around a lot. Like I, and it's, I, I really do believe that what is the saying? The, the teacher comes when the student's ready or some, something along yeah. those lines where like you find the the mentor or the teacher once you're ready for that. I've had, I've had several really amazing uh, teachers and coaches in acting. And I feel like each one of them has come into my life when I've needed a different thing. Um, and so, so that was, that was something that was really, I think just interesting about my progression that like I would study with someone for a certain time and, and really latch on to what I needed there. And then I, there would reach a point where I would kind of feel like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to like take what I've learned here and bring it out to the world and like bring it to my auditions or this role that I'm playing. And okay, hold on. Now something's not clicking. And Oh, I, someone just told me about this new acting workshop. Okay. I'm going to go there. Oh, this is, this is the technique that I needed to learn or that I needed to unlock in order to like keep on moving forward. Um, yeah. It's kind of brilliant in a way. Cause I, I, I was the one that conservatory, you really got to explore all kinds of techniques in a way that we didn't. Cause you know, for those listening, you're two years locked into whatever one they randomly assign you, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, that, that was amazing. You must've felt like you had like an arsenal of skills. Yeah. And it, and it's, I think it's, it, for me, just kind of, it made, um, I, I learned a lot more from practice, I, I think. And whether that was good or bad, that's just kind of how my trajectory ended up being. But, and so it was, it was a lot of, a lot of trial and error to be completely honest and figuring out like, okay, this, this teacher is telling me to do this thing and to color code these words and, and things like that. And that's not doing anything for me. Okay. So but what is doing something for me that they're, what can I get out of that? And then, Oh, well, this other coach is telling me this other thing. And that actually resonates more. Um, and, and, you know, I think there's, I've learned this really through promised land and, you know, this is kind of the first job I've ever had that's been at this magnitude and like training and technique can really only take you so far. And then you're kind of pushed into the, into the deep end of the pool and you have to just figure out like, okay, in this moment, I did not think I was going to have to shoot this scene until next week, but we're shooting it today. And I have to find these emotions and I have to connect with my, with my scene partner and action. And, and you just have to kind of trust that all of the work that you've done is just going to be there. And, and that's it. Like you, and, and you have to forget about it. You have to forget about all the, the technique and the, um, and the prep, uh, cause otherwise you're not present. So while you were, you know, learning all of this, you know, I, I can imagine, you know, going to school is hard enough, but were you able to learn, go to school and audition or, you know, yeah, I, I pretty much didn't really sleep in college. I also had two jobs at, at restaurants. So. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Dude, your work ethic. I'm not worthy. Amazing. I love that. That's a Um, just really stubborn. Uh, yeah, well, I basically, so I would like, I would go to classes in the mornings and then I would have afternoons for auditions and, and like workshops, acting classes. Yeah. And then I would work at restaurants at night. Um, so that was kind of my, th- that was my college experience. Were you doing the quintessential one-on-one or actors connection workshops or? I, I did do some of those. Um, I did some of those, especially starting out just to kind of meet more casting directors and, and get in front of, I learned a lot of audition technique through those I think like those those did help me a lot just get used to sitting in a chair with sides and having to create a scene from a chair right. um which Back like audition auditions were a thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now it's all through zoom but I mean and auditioning is really like that's its own skill set yeah on its own you know <laughs> And um, did your did your agent, you know, or did both you guys want to do the co-star guest star route or were you going up for theater auditions as well? Um, a bit of a bit of everything, especially once I so once I after the showcase, once I moved to to APA, I the showcase I was mean, the, while in school. Mm-hmm, yeah, it was wow. my last. Was, How um, do you manage all this? That's insane. I'm just so proud of you. Guys. Like, take a second and. And look, you're you are where you are for a reason. I mean, not there's not many people I know that would be able to balance all that. So I'm proud of you. Wow, you thank know, you. I'm truly blown away. Oh no, thank you, right? I appreciate that. That's it's it's weird, kind of because I feel like I I don't sit with with those things much, and I like I don't really look back and analyze that. I'm just kind of like moving forward all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, no, it's. If I do pause to look back on it, there's part of me that's like, whoa, I, that was, that was a lot of stuff that I was, that I was like juggling at the same time. Yeah. Um, so but it was a- a- ABC was in your junior or senior year. I, it was my senior year. Yeah. It was my senior year. It was the fall of my senior year. Amazing. I think. Yeah. Um, and, and after that, like m- my agents have been really great at, sending me out for everything, like all kinds of things. Um, and that's, I I think that for, for a time that was one of the most amazing things and kind of a frustrating thing too, in a way where like, I felt like sometimes I wasn't, I wasn't booking things that then I was like, okay, well, like maybe, maybe I shouldn't be going out for these series regular roles if I haven't booked the co-star or the guest, you know, but but at the same time, like there is no formula for any of this. So you can totally. kind of try to blame whatever you want. Like, oh, maybe yeah. I need to find like I need to find my niche. Like maybe my niche just has to be small indie films and one's going to go to Sundance because that's how so and so did it. You know, or like or it goes from like guest star to co-star to recurring to series. We try reg. to find like, the math in it and it never there's, there's no, no math. Yeah. Yeah. It just up. None of it adds yeah. up. And and so so and. So that was one of the things that, you know, even just in the last two years that I've really learned that like, I I literally went from doing like audition after audition after audition. And like, I went through pretty much three years of like testing and callbacks and producer sessions and not booking anything to booking a series regular, like there. And, and like, there was very little, I, I did a couple guest stars, like two, two guest stars. Um, on the affair, right? And 
Speak there and yeah. and uh, roadkill. And and was that while you were still here in New York? Um, actually, oddly enough, no. Roadkill. What? Well, I shot it in London, um, and the affair was out here in California. Um, it was the season that they oh, were. Oh, it was the LA season. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So then, even though you wanted to go to New York, you knew once you graduated, you wanted to go back to LA. Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, no. I um. I mean, I'm I'm in LA now, and I I've I definitely have developed a fondness for, for LA. I think I especially love LA when I'm busy out here, when I'm here for work. Um, but I'm still New York based. New York is my home. <laughs> I'm live from New York right now. Yeah, we'll have to hang yeah. sometime with all, all yeah. our friends. But, I know. Uh, oh, I'll, yeah. be back in, I'll be back in a month. <laughs> so then, I, you know, uh, if you don't mind, you know, because I do have a lot of non-actors that listen to it. How would you, you know, I, I, I'm happy to assist. How would you briefly describe the ABC showcase and what it does for an actor? Yeah. So ABC has um, has this thing that they do every year called the ABC Diversity Showcase, where they it's an audition process and you um, you essentially they choose, I think it's 12 to 14 actors. It might be 10 now because I think after COVID they might've made it smaller, but it's um, 10 to 12 or 14 on, on each coast. So there's the LA showcase and the New York showcase. Yeah. And essentially you, you get kind of cast in a scene with a scene partner and you get assigned a director and for, um, I think when I did it, it was, it was maybe like a two or three month long period. You, you rehearse the scene, you work on the scene, you get network notes. Um, like it, depending on your scene, I remember Julian, um, his scene, uh, our scene was constantly changing. We like, we had so many iterations of the scene and it was constantly like flip-flopping back and forth. Um, and then pre COVID times, it would all kind of culminate in a live uh, performance yeah. um, in front of producers and casting directors and agents. And then there would be kind of a celebration after that. Um, but really kind of the long-term benefit of the showcase is that it, it really brings you into the ABC family. And so we worked so closely with, with all of the casting directors from ABC and shout out Marcy and Phillips. Who's Marcy so Phillips. Yeah. Oh, who, you know, she's, yeah. She actually, uh, it's kind of a funny story when I, um, when I booked promised land, she, I knew that I was testing for it, but it was kind of unclear whether I would have to do another round of tests over zoom or if I would just, or if they would just show my tape. And, and so I was just kind of like waiting and I woke up, it was like, I woke up on a Monday morning and I had a text message from her going, congratulations, baby. And I was like, is this congratulations on the test? And then I like didn't hear anything <laughs> for hours. I, I I messaged her and I was like, for the test, right? And and I didn't hear from her. <laughs> and then and then I like texted my agents and I was like, um, does this mean anything? What is yeah. this? And it wasn't until hours later that they called me and they were like, no, so you booked it. You just <laughs> so I te- I heard it from Marcy first. That's amazing. Um, and and. So the promised land thing was very much because of the I thing. Sorry. The promised land amazing TV show is very much because of the ABC showcase. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's okay. it's one of the things that like, well, it is part of ABC and, and obviously ABC. Um, but 
ABC also, even though they have their their main casting directors, they also bring in casting directors from outside of ABC. So Veronica Rooney was the casting director for Promised Land, and she was ultimately who brought me in to, to audition for it. And I, I don't really know how the overlap works, whether Veronica knew about me through Marcy yeah. or how yeah. that that all works. But it is all within the same family, pretty much. Amazing. And, and what year did the audit, did this happen during the pandemic, the audition? Yeah, no, it, it happened. Uh, I mean, just this past April. Um, wow. um and yeah. self-tape then. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a self-tape. It was, um, it's, it's really straight. I mean, I guess we're kind of almost coming up on a year of this, but I, I was, yeah, in New York, it did, you know, the pandemic had kind of put everything on, on hold pretty much. And I, yeah, no, and this was, it was one of the first auditions that I, that I had kind of getting into things again after the, well, not after the pandemic, cause we're still in it, but once things when started, things kind felt of going, good again, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, remember, I was like, I was in the process of moving out of my apartment and like, I literally, like if you had, if you, you see me against like the white wall in the self tape, but if you had flipped the camera, it was just like chaos and boxes <laughs> and, and like, yeah. the cameras up on like a stack of books, you know, and I have like a pizza box reflecting the light to like kind of try to get some Love light it. on me. Good thing you studied producing. <laughs> there you go. No, and yeah. my, my partner's a director of photography, so, so yeah. I've gotten a lot of tips on lighting. But, um, but yeah, and so I, I did the audition. I actually auditioned for another role first, and then they called me back to audition for, for Juana. And, and then I did a, a Zoom call with, with Matt Lopez, where I kind of, it was just a callback. The showrunner? And then I... Showrunner, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I came out to LA. I actually I put all my stuff in storage and came out to LA for a bit to actually I actually came. So I'm I'm living with a friend of mine who's like my sister right now. And I came here to I I didn't know what I was doing. I like I'd been working in a production company for the previous three years and you know, with the pandemic and everything, I was just like I was a little lost. The production company was just not not the place where my, like my heart wasn't in it and, and I just needed a change. And, and so I, I came out to LA just kind of to spend two weeks here to, to disconnect. Um, and I, I landed here and within a week I, I had booked it. Um, wow. so, so it kind of, it, and, and then literally a week later I was in Atlanta shooting the pilot and, and then we got picked up and here I am now. So it was very, it happened very fast. It's been a bit of a whirlwind of a year. So well, I mean, justice prevails. You work so hard and, you know, it just, it, it's amazing, Katya. I'm so proud of you. And, you know, I, it, it's, there's a reason you booked it. It's because you, you're a really hard worker and you do, you, I, I, I've seen the show, you do amazing work. Was there a question from when you shot the pilot about whether it would get picked up or not? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, wow. there was. We, um, let's see, we, we finished shooting in June and I think we got picked up in August. So those, wow. there were like two months of what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But it was, did you feel good about shooting the pilot? Like, did you get a strong sense of the character and were you happy with, you know, how it all came together? Yeah, no, I mean, this show, I like, the sense of family that, that, 
I've felt on the show and that I think all of us have felt on the show is something that I, I really can't describe in words, like how fast we, we're, we're a pretty big cast. I think there's something, there's like seven of us who are series regulars and then a couple others who are like very heavy recurring, who basically are series regs. And the first, we met on the first night in Atlanta. We all kind of joined in the, um, in the lobby and with within minutes, it felt like I'd known all of these people for years. Like we, and we've been just attached at the hip pretty much since then. Like it was, it's, it's really been an, an incredible experience. And I, I've learned so much through, through it. And, and I, I definitely would not have learned and grown so much if it hadn't been for the people who are, who are my castmates and who are the, you know, creating the, the, the scripts and the storylines. But, you know, let's not gloss over the fact that so much of the show rides on you and you carry that show beautifully. I mean, it, <laughs> I don't you know, know I, I mean, it, yeah, you do, man. You're, you're so wonderful oh. in it. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, not getting political, but like, with the madman out of the office and when, when that show, you know, came out, was, was that, you know, the writer or the showrunners kind of, you know, own take on, you know, reacting to this crazy madman or, or just about the general story of people, you know, immigrating to America? I think, um, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Matt, but I, I think that he, he, tells a story of, of, um, having, um, had these, I mean, multiple experiences, but I think one particular experience that really jarred him of, of interacting with, um, with immigrants who, you know, you see were your gardeners who are your, you know, your mechanics and kind of having this question of like, wait a second, like this is all of these people have stories and, and all of these people have, have had these huge journeys from their home to the United States. And they've all come here with a dream. And, you know, he's, his family was Cuban and, and came to the U S and, and I, I think he really just, he wanted to tell a human story and, um, and this is what came out from that. Um, and that's, I think that's one of the things that's most special about this show is that yes, they, ultimately these characters are, are immigrants, um, but they're, they're people, they're humans. Um, and that's really, those are really the stories that we're telling is, you know, there's, there's love and hate and revenge and, and, you know, sadness and happiness. And it's all of those are, are just, they're just human. They're just human emotions and people who are trying their best to, to live under the circumstances that they've been presented and, and, you know, give to their families and provide for themselves. And I'm so curious, you know, it's beautifully put, thank you, you know, going from the guest star and and school and all the classrooms to then being a series regular, you know, was that, was that like, was that intimidating, you know, to, to just like, this is happening, you know? Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a, wait, what kind of a moment? Yeah. this is your Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but, but also I, what, what really did help, I think, ground me into the experience was um, two things. One, you know, on one hand, you have 
me and and several other of my castmates who this is our first series regular role um and you know we're all we're all new we're all they're just nervous and trying to make this happen. But then at the same time, you have, you know, we're right next to John Ortiz and Cecilia Suarez and Bellamy Young and Yul Vazquez and Christine Ochoa, who are, you know, they they have some serious credits under their belt. And yeah. and they and they were amazing. Like they they really just took us under their wings and and we were we were their peers from the start. There was no like, oh yeah, yeah, you guys will figure it out. Don't worry about it. It was like like John, when we were in Atlanta would literally book out conference rooms at our hotel so that we could have rehearsals together. And he would just put it out there. And like, we're, you know, I booked this, you guys can come. And obviously all of us were like, oh, of course, of course. Like, oh my God, this is so exciting. So, um, so it was in Atlanta, not California. The, the pilot, the pilot was okay. mostly okay. shot in Atlanta. We, um, so Andres who plays, um, young Joe, Carlos, um, and Ariana, who plays Rosa, my sister, the three of us came out to LA for, um, for like a week after finishing in Atlanta to shoot all of like the border wall scene and the pilot and all of the kind of desert walking scenes that was all done here. Um, but the rest of it was all in Atlanta. Wow. That's amazing. And I'm curious, you know, because like I said, you're doing an amazing job and, and so much of the show is, is about your character, once you got picked up to series, did Matt sit you down and kind of be like, this, this is the, you know, I don't know if he had scripts ready or not, but like, this is where the journey's going or did you get it episode by episode? Um, pretty, a bit of a mix, but more the latter. Um, he, he gave us some broad strokes of where each character was going. Um, but each, each time we would get a new script, it was a total discovery of, Oh my God. And, and which was, you know, it was a very new way of working, um, but it was also, I mean, it, it definitely had its challenges, but I think it was really cool to get to learn more about my character each time and figure out like, okay, so this is this is what I'm doing now, or this is what she's doing now. And so these things that I did before have to lead up to this. And now I'm, you know, having to justify that, but also being able to to now make sense of it. Cause that's where we're going. Like it was, yeah. um, it was just cool. It was, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the dream, you know, and you're doing it. I'm so proud of you and you, it's so deserved. I can't say that enough. You know, I mean, so many, there's just so many wonderful things are in store for you. I know it. And I'm curious if you could give us a little bit of a clue about what's next, you know, cause you mentioned at the beginning of the episode that you guys had just wrapped. So you know, what, what are you going to do with this time off before season two? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So we, we officially wrapped yesterday. Um, that's, and I, I wrapped earlier. I wrapped on Tuesday. Um, I'm actually, I jumped right into um, an indie film. So I'm shooting that right now um, out here in LA. Um, it's called The Death That Awaits. Yeah. Um, Richard J. Lee's directing it. Um, and I'm, working with Megan Lawless, who's, um, playing one of my co-stars. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's a very, it's kind of a bit of a dark, more thriller, um, film, which, and the character is very different from who I'm playing in, in promised land. So it's been, uh, definitely a bit of whiplash and <laughs> not going to lie, hopping directly from one to another. Um, but I'm, 
I'm excited to keep working. And I, um, you know, I, I mentioned a bit of like the writing producing side. Also, I'm my writing partner and I are, are pitching a show um, that we've been working on for years. And I have a couple other projects that I've, I've been writing and, you know, I've kind of had to be on the back burner um, for, for the last couple months because of promised land. So I'm, I'm excited to just get to revisit um, those things and obviously auditioning again, which is just kind of the never ending, yeah. the never ending cycle of an actor. Offers are going to be coming in in a matter of months. I know it, but uh, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that you're writing. I'm doing the same thing. And, and man, you know, you're, you're, you're just, you give me so much hope, you know, because it's great to see someone put in the work and, and, and great opportunities present themselves and you rise to them, you know, and not a lot of actors could do that, you know, especially that being their first job. So I really, you know, I hope you, you take moments to just congratulate yourself because you really should, you're doing amazing work. Thank you. Thanks. I, I thank you. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. You go ahead. Oh no, it's, I'm like, I'm really just, I'm grateful to get to do the work. Like this is, yeah. it's the kind of thing that, um, like I, I couldn't have asked for a better, a better first show experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and for all the, uh, the actors out there in New York studying or, you know, in, you know, in and out of training and, you know, it's still a pandemic as we kind of mentioned and, haven't gotten their break yet. Any, any words of wisdom you might have for them? Yeah. Um, just keep going. <laughs> like, and it's like, no, and, and that's so much easier said than done. Like coming, like, look, I, I literally, I tested for, I remember testing for three projects in a row, like within the, within a span of like two, two weeks, just getting like three no's back to back to back on things that like, I was just so like, I've got this, I've got this. Nope. Nope. My God, my poor manager started. She realized that like, she should just message me, not call me because one of the times I was in Trader Joe's and like, she called me and I literally had to like bring my glass sunglasses off the top of my oh. head and put them on. because I was just starting to cry. Oh, I know the feeling. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like we said earlier, like there's no roadmap for this and like everyone's journey is just going to be their own. And, yeah. um, so like finding, finding the things that, that bring you joy both in and outside of the, of the industry, Acting, I think yeah. are so important. Yeah. yeah. And like, and also finding your people within the, within the industry, like that's, that's something that, you know, I, what we do is, is so personal in a lot of ways. Like, yes, it's a profession, but also you're, you're working so many hours and so closely and whether you're, you're acting or whether you're, you're writing or directing or, or producing, or, or you're a cinematographer or you're a set designer, like you have to work so closely with people that finding, finding the people that speak the same language as, as you. And, and that, you know, you, you just vibe and, and the stories you want to tell and the language that you speak is just, is the same in terms of storytelling and, and working collaboration. Like that's, I think it's really important to, to find, find those people and not just, not just network, like really find the people who you're like, these are my people. These are the people that like, even if I'm writing something and I, there's like a chunk of dialogue that is not working, I can call Ryan and be like, dude, what do you think of this? And you're going to be like, no, that sucks. And I'm be like, you're right. That does suck. You know, like the people that you can also like 
you know, give constructive criticism to and receive it from and in who you just trust, like you need that to ground yourself um, in this industry, I think too. hundred percent. And, and final question, you know, any thoughts on, you know, ever going to Spain and getting in, you know, a European agent and, and doing some projects there? Yeah. So I, I actually, I do have, I have agents in, in London. I'm with Curtis Brown. Amazing. In, in oh, they're, you're with the, one of the big, you drop that name. Like it's like target. I love, I would love to work more in Europe. I, um, I think there's, uh, there's so many amazing storytellers in, in Europe. Um, and I, yeah, the, the short answer is yes, I would love to work more out there. And I, um, you know, one of the, uh, another amazing thing about this, this show for me was like getting able to act in Spanish. Like that was, yeah. that was so cool. Um, and it was, I, I love accents and I love languages and, and, to get to play a character who is learning English and who, you know, comes from Mexico. So having to work on, on speaking Spanish with a Mexican accent. Um, we were lucky enough to have the most amazing accent coach, Manuel Uriza, who was not only our accent coach, but really was more of like our cultural advisor through everything. He, he worked really close with us to, to translate the script in a way that was, you know, if a character says something like, what's up, it's, we're not only saying what's up, we're saying what's up in the way that like a 20 year old in right. Mexico in the 80s would have said it, you know? What's the um, word for that? Verisimilitude is the word, I think. Yeah, that's the word. But that's amazing. Um, and, and, and you nail it, um, man. And, and I'm proud of you. And and, you know, we got to hang and collaborate on something soon and, you know, good luck on this movie. And, and I'm just I, I, to be continued. Yes, no, for sure. I will see you yeah. when I get back to New York. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I am starting to get angsty to like get back there. I'm like, oh, I need I need to just walk the streets of New York right now. It's <laughs> There's nowhere to right walk now, out. but don't worry. It, it, it'll be warm that's by true, the time you true. get here. Yeah. I keep on forgetting. It's like 80 degrees and sunny in LA right now. I keep on forgetting that New York is not this. <laughs> yeah. But Katya Martin, thank you so much. You've been amazing. And I'm looking forward to all that's to come. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. This has been a pleasure. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.